Good morning. On this Ash Wednesday, it's pretty exciting, the start of Lent, and we hear some stories that I think are pretty interesting, but if we don't understand where they come from, sometimes it's hard to really appreciate everything that God wants us to appreciate in them. So I want to ask some questions and help understand, especially today's first reading. Does anybody know who the first reading, what, what the name of the book from the Old Testament was? This might be tricky. Anybody catch what was introduced as the name of the first reading? A reading from the book of the prophet. And not Isaiah. Isaiah is one of the prophets, right? We hear a lot from Isaiah. Today, we hear from a prophet that we don't know a lot about. That prophet's name is Joel. Joel, J-O-E-L. And Joel was talking to people during a time when something strange was going on. Uh, At least I think it's strange. They had a plague. And the plague was a plague of locusts. You know what a locust is? It's a type of a bug. You know what grasshoppers are, right? Grasshoppers are a type of locust. Okay, so you can imagine a locust being a grasshopper that would swarm in, whole, whole bunches of them swarm in, almost that you just kind of have to bat them away in order to walk down the street. So all these locusts were coming in, swarming the place, but what did they do? It wasn't just that they were annoying, you got to, you know, swat them away. They were eating every plant in sight. Did you know that? Sorry, I didn't call on you. <laughs> they were eating every plant in sight, right? And what was, the, how was that a problem? Because the people needed to eat the plants, part of their food, right? And so if the locusts ate all the plants, what would that mean for the people? Yeah, they, they wouldn't have the food that they normally would eat, right? And so that they would then be hungry. So that was a, part, a, a big part of this plague. So that was going on, and Joel was helping the people to deal with And that's how he was writing today. And as he was helping them deal with it, some of the things they saw when a thing like a plague would come, what do you think they thought of? Did they think, God's happy with me? What what did they think when, when when a plague would happen? Hey, they thought, we're all gonna die. End of the world. You would hear people talk like that, right? What else might they have thought? Yeah, they were scared. Absolutely. They probably, and this is where Joel was going, they were probably thinking, we have done something wrong. So what did Joel tell them to do to correct the wrong that they felt they did, which is why they were dealing with a plague? What did Joel tell them to do? To say sorry and to beg for mercy? That's basically what he said, right, in the reading today. And he he said this, Return to me with your whole heart. 
return to me with your whole heart. So Joel was bringing the people back to God. He was inviting them back to really focus and put God number one in their lives. And it took a plague of locusts to kind of stir that up, didn't it? And so we we think about this and we realize the things that Joel was telling them to do were to kind of look deep into their hearts and say, where have I gone astray? Now, had, had they gone astray? Probably, right? We all do. We all sin. We all have things that we need to repent of. We need to ask forgiveness for. Things we need to change in our lives. And so the people of that time, yeah, they're just like us. And Joel was calling them back to God. Now, our next step in this. What did the people of that time, what did the Jews do when they were turning back to God, when they were, and here's the fancy word, repenting? When they were repenting, what did they do? We heard, we've heard three things that they did that were all tied together. The first is they, and this is another weird word, rended their garments. Every time I hear that word, I have to look it up because I, my brain can't, can't comprehend. I don't use the word time, do you? Most of us don't, right? They rended their garments. Does anybody know what that means? I thought maybe it meant wash their garments or hung them up on a hook. What does it really mean? Got rid of? No, that would be like throwing them away, right? Or giving them away. So that's a whole different thing. What is rending their garments? I've heard the phrase, render something useless, which is like destroy something, right? So what does rending your garments mean? Renewing? We we might think renewing, but it's actually the opposite. Tearing. To rend means to tear. So they would tear their garments, their clothes, right? They would tear them. That's the first step they took when they were repenting, when they were turning back to God, when they were saying, I'm a sinner. The second thing they did was they put on sackcloth, which was a simple cloth, right? They would wear garments that were not very fancy. That's the second thing. And the third thing they did was they sprinkled ashes on their Not, on their, not just forehead, but on their heads. On their heads. So the Jews tore their garments, put on a garment that said they were sorry, they were repenting, and they sprinkled ashes on their heads as a way of reminding them to return to, to God. Exactly. So today, all these years later, we start Lent. And Lent is our time to say, I want to return to God, and I'm a sinner, and I need to grow in my faith, and I need to deny myself, right? Today we're fasting and abstaining from meat. Wow, that's one big deal for us. A way of denying ourselves and saying God should be number one. But today we're doing some things like the Jews did. 
So I'm wearing a different color. Purple is that sign of repentance. I didn't tear my garments, though. And then in just a moment, we're going to do something just a little different. Now, we're used to taking ashes on Ash Wednesday and making a sign of that repentance, a sign connected to Jesus Christ, right? Where do we put ashes on Ash Wednesday? On our foreheads, right? And what's the shape that we try our best to get them to look like? I say try our best because not always easy to get them to stick, right? A little louder? The cross, right? So we're used to the ashes on the forehead in the shape of a cross as our sign of, once again, repentance. Now today, we've been dealing with some strange things, wearing masks, keeping our distance, right? Trying to stay healthy. And the church across the world has asked us to think about how to, to distribute ashes and keep people healthy. You know, if, I, if I'm going and putting a cross on everybody, I might be spreading germs from one person to the next, right? So the church prayed about this and looked at history and said, wait a minute, the Jews sprinkled ashes on their head as a sign of repentance, as part of their start to that time of really turning back to God. So that's what we're doing this year. So in just a moment, we'll ask God's blessing upon ashes. We'll hear those words calling us to repent, and then we'll come up in, in a somewhat of an orderly line and have ashes sprinkled on the top of our heads. So we'll be thinking about all those years ago when the Jews did that and when they turned back to God. And then we have to do some things with Lent. And this is the last little bit. We have to do some things with Lent, and there are three things that we know we should do during Lent. Let's come up with that list as a reminder. What are those three things? Prayer. We're going to pray every day. And that rhymes so that we can remember it easier, right? Pray every day. What's the second thing we're going to do during Lent? Almsgiving. Now, you notice I, you, you didn't say palmsgiving, right? You said almsgiving. So we want to think about that. What is almsgiving? What is almsgiving? Okay, giving somebody stuff that they'll need. Maybe it's money to help somebody who doesn't have money to buy food or, or to, to help with their shelter or their clothing, right? Maybe we give clothing or food. So we're giving something to somebody in need. That's almsgiving, right? So we're helping out someone else. Um, all right. So prayer, pray every day. Almsgiving, we're giving to somebody in need. And one more thing. What's the third thing on our list? Can you be real loud, please? Ask for forgiveness, okay? I like that. That's an important thing. That's part of our repenting, right? That's not the third one I was looking for, though. Prayer, almsgiving, and... Ooh. 
fasting. Does that mean when you sit down at the dinner table, you eat quicker? No. What does fasting mean? Give something up, make a sacrifice. Specifically, fasting is eating a little bit less to the point where we notice it, right? So today for fasting, we're eating a lot less actually, right? We're having less than two full meals today. Now kids may be a different story, okay? At a certain age it starts, so, you know, we'll get that figured out at school, I think. But once you get older, yeah, we, we eat less than two full meals. So one regular meal and two other meals that don't equal one meal. And why do we do that? Because we're making room for God. We're, we're denying our selfishness. We're denying our bodies as a reminder that we need to focus our hearts on God. So, once again, pray every day. Give alms. Help those in need. And fast. We deny ourselves so that we can make God number one. So today is our day to begin this journey this journey of our Lenten season to give our hearts back to God.